Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, the show that'll never block you on Twitter. That's right. It's Rabot Co. here, ESPN 680, 1057. Friday edition. I told you we'd get you through the week, and here we are. We do it every week here, uh, 10 to noon on ESPN 680-1057. Louis Rebeau, Zach Cantrell hanging out with you. We got you till Bobby V. Fast break Friday at noon. They'll get you ready for the pit game tomorrow down there at the Yum Center. And, of course, uh, we'll get you ready for uh, UK and Florida uh, kicking off the SEC schedule for our locals uh, tomorrow. How about that? Uh, we'll also get into – we'll keep that CFP conversation going. I've, I've loved – how much we've actually talked football <laughs> about about the college football playoff rather than just how many teams should there be and which conferences should get teams and all this. No, let's, let's talk football. That's good stuff. Uh, we'll get into whether SEC titles matter for UK uh, basketball or not. We'll react to uh, Ben Roberts from yesterday as well. Uh, the NBA mocks are out, et cetera, et cetera. We'll get into uh, lots of this stuff. Dennis Evans, of course, is not going to play the rest of the year. I'm not opening with Louisville hoops. I came in today. Zach can attest to this. And some days I know exactly what I want to talk about, Zach. It is very easy. The show sheet writes itself, if you will. Today was not one of those days. It's not a day where you just sit down and you go, you know what I have to talk about? Dennis Evans being out for the year. That's not something I feel compelled uh, to do. So uh, Zach and I made the executive decision, uh, no U of L talk, uh, to open the show. We're going to talk UK hoops instead. How about that? They travel to Florida tomorrow uh, to get ready, uh, excuse me, to get their uh, SEC season underway. And... Seven of the of the teams in the SEC this year are in the top 30, 35-ish right now of any metric, rating, et cetera, that you can find. Nine of the teams right now are, uh, in the SEC are projected to make the NCAA tournament. So th- this is something we've talked about in recent years. It's an interesting, if we did want to have the big picture conversation, why, are, why does the SEC suddenly have nine schools getting in and the ACC is looking at maybe four or five, right? That's not a good shift, by the way, uh, for the ACC, which has to hang its hat somewhere. And if it ain't basketball, I don't know where it's going to be. But anyways, that is neither near here nor there. A reminder to Oklahoma and Texas are coming in, and those are good schools too. So it's just going to get stronger, even on the, the basketball side of the SEC uh, coming up. We talked about this yesterday with Ben Roberts. If you missed any part of that interview, again, you can always go back to the podcast center, ESPNLouisville.com, or on the app. We have Czechia versus Finland in the World Juniors on TV here. This is the bronze medal game. Did you have Finland before the game, Zach? Oh, I'm all over. Obviously, the Finns. Let's go. That was an easy choice. Come on now. This time of year, there's no sunlight in Finland. Um, When is there sunlight in Finland? (laughs) For two weeks during June. It's like Alaska that way. (laughs) It is like Alaska that way. But it's interesting because you know 
Florida's that team, by the way, that's at the back end of that first group that I mentioned. They're 35th in Ken Palm. So 7th in the league-ish in the SEC in Ken Palm. And going to Gainesville is its own thing, and they've got, frankly, for what they are as a football school, they've got a really solid basketball fan base as well. It'll be a fun game tomorrow, and, you know, just the the whole thing of, of the coming out of the holidays, getting into, set into the SEC, I'd be interested to know from people who have coached or played at this level, is it better to actually open conference season on the road, get away, get into the hotel, kind of bunker down, refocus? Is that better than what's been going on before? And Cam Drummond was on Roundtable yesterday with, with James Striebel, and he said... This will be UK's first true road game. And I got sad because he was right. The trip to the Yum Center was not a true road game. It just wasn't. The trip to Atlanta, obviously against UNC, was very much a neutral site game, and, and they played other neutral site games before that. But I don't just expect a win tomorrow. I really expect Kentucky to really show out tomorrow, frankly. And I think part of it is, just in my brain, going on the road for a young team, getting organized, having the focus beyond this, rather than whatever it is that you can get into when you're at your own place. And the fascinating thing to me, though, is we're in this bubble. We, we live in this, this, this basketball area. And we watch Kentucky. We know how good they are. We've talked about that that number six ranking to open the actual calendar year. And what that usually means for John Calipari teams as they go throughout the season. It usually means very good things as far as the tournament run. But what does it mean within the SEC? And Ben Roberts even said yesterday on this show that he saw this team as more of a make a deep run in the tournament team than a conference winning type team. And interestingly, outside of the bubble, Vegas agrees. They have Tennessee at plus 260, about 5-2 to two if you're t- keeping track of the uh, old horse racing odds there, uh, to come out on top of the conference. Dalton Act has looked pretty good, um, obviously, at 15.5-ish points a game. Rick Barnes is Rick Barnes, and they care about the regular season at Tennessee, for sure. Auburn's number two on their board, and I'm talking about DraftKings, by the way, friend of the show, at 4-1, to one, plus 400 to win the SEC title. I don't know if people have watched Auburn this year. They're back in the top 25, and they have 10 guys playing 15 minutes or more. Now, I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing. <laughs> I want to be really clear. Uh, the, the quantity there as opposed to quality uh, would be my question. Um, if people remember, Janai Broom is actually down there. He, he played at, uh, at Moorhead, and he uh, is having just a terrific start with them uh, as well. But no one averages more than 23 points. <laughs> or 23 uh, minutes on that Auburn team. They are a really fascinating team to watch, and, and Bruce Pearl, of course, is out of his mind, so that makes it fun, too. Kentucky comes in at third at plus 500. A&M is seven, plus 700. Alabama, the reigning champs, plus 750. Florida at plus 1,000. So, so Kentucky coming in at third on the betting odds. After hearing Ben Roberts yesterday looking at the league, I think Kentucky's the best bet of those. I think at plus 500, you're getting absolute, you're actually getting value there. So obviously you would have to get in and get that bet in today. I'm not a futures player. I don't like my money sitting around that long. 
I don't do it in horse racing. I'm not going to start doing it in basketball. But if I was playing, I think that's where I would look. Because plus 260 for Tennessee is not good enough numbers. Just let your money sit that long. In Auburn, you're, you're banking on a team with 10 different guys. No one plays more than 23 minutes. Who's the alpha, et cetera, et cetera? Is it Janai Broom? Is it someone else? I think I'd, I'd lean on Kentucky. And someone texted in yesterday, 437-9680 on our UPS Jobs text line. Keep them coming. That coming out of Camp Cal, which is this time of year, sometimes they are sluggish and slow to react. But we saw on Friday against Illinois State that's simply not the case. Now, are there concerns? about offensive rebounding and those sorts of things. The good thing about tomorrow is we'll get a lot of those answers. Illinois State's one of the smallest teams in the country. Florida's a big boy SEC team. And I think we'll get a ton of answers about it. Not just tomorrow, but obviously in the first couple of games here as UK gets into their conference season. But then the question of how important is the conference title comes out here. And I'm going to make the case right now that it actually does matter this year. And here's why. If you're going to have if you're going to have a league that's looking at 8 or 9 teams that are going to qualify or at least be right there to qualify for the NCAA tournament. If you win that league, what do you think your seed's going to be? In this case, I think it's going to be a one seed. Almost no question. Because I think by the time we get to selection Sunday, we're going to be talking about how good the SEC is. How many good wins those teams have. And we're going to do that <laughs> that thing that they love to do. They're going to do the incest thing <laughs> and say, oh, yeah, well, they beat this team. Well, they lost to this team. And, oh, that's a good loss. And they're going to do all the stuff we hated for the CFP. And they're going to do it for basketball. <laughs> and that's what's going to end up happening. That's at least my prediction. So I think winning the SEC this year for seeding in the tournament matters. And I don't want to hear that having a one seed versus a three doesn't matter. It does. It does. Not having to play a two seed to just get to the Elite Eight is a big deal. You do not want to have to play one of the top five, six teams in the country just to get to the Elite Eight, just to have an opportunity to get to the Final Four. I think being on that one side of the bracket really does matter. And so I think tomorrow is an incredibly important day for Kentucky. I think you cannot, that's not a game that you want to just go out and lose against Florida. I I, I just simply don't think in a season where it's obvious that the top of the SEC is very good and there are a bunch of teams in that range that can pick off a bunch of games, you do not want to start 0-1 there against Florida. By the way, if you don't know Florida's schedule to this point, they are 10-3. and They lost to Virginia at home by three. We know that Virginia's not very good. They lost to Baylor by four. Baylor's pretty darn good. And they lost at Wake Forest by 11. And now that Wake Forest has its full complement of players, Wake Forest is really coming around. Florida's beaten Michigan this year, who is meh. They really beat up on Florida State. But otherwise, they played the normal sort of college basketball schedule that we're used to to this point. And what do they do well? What is Florida especially good at? Well, (laughs) a couple of things. But one of them is not assist to turnover, and I'm interested to see if Kentucky can take advantage of that. That is the one place on defense where they are superior to other teams in a place where I think they can have a real impact. Against bums, against the early part of their schedule, Florida's averaging 13.5 turnovers a game. This is the opportunity, essentially, for Kentucky tomorrow. 
They're playing a team that turns the ball over a lot and hits 65% of their free throws. <laughs> so you could be aggressive on defense because they're not going to hit their free throws. And you could also be aggressive on defense because it's a good idea because they turn the ball over so often. A legit good opportunity for Kentucky tomorrow. Go on the road, win the game, top 40 type opponent. You got to remind me, Zach, top 50 is quad one win on the road. Is that right? Thank you. So this chance at a quad one, boom, right off the bat in the SEC. You're going to have lots of these chances. I get that part. But, man, I think this is this is where you get it going. I love the trip on the road for the young team or the young guys on the team. Not everybody's a young guy on the team for sure. But get on the road. Get organized. Get your team together. Looking forward to that. Um, there. Four three seven nine six eighty is our UPS jobs text line. Uh, did uh, Louis Louis says not going to discuss Louis uh, Louisville basketball? Funny, neither does the actual coaching staff. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is how our our text line works, Zach, uh, on the computer at least. Four three seven nine six eighty. Keep them coming. UPS jobs text line. We'll have fun today. I we promise. don't block people either, by well, the way, for disagreeing with us. We're not doing that. <laughs> I thought that was going to be like, oh, Louis said he's not going to discuss U of L basketball. Then he does, and I was like, oh man, yeah, that kind of right. But I'm glad you went that direction with it instead. Uh, text pointing out that UK has won nine of the last ten versus Florida. Even the nine of sixteen team uh, won in Gainesville. Um, I, and and text same texture points out that there uh, the students won't be back at Florida yet. All that's true. All of it is. Um, but I still think there's you know so you know add those to the list of reasons that Kentucky should get the win in Gainesville tomorrow. I do think as as we get into again. Conference season. This is an argument I had with Dan that I that I, I remember Zach. Gosh, you might not remember this argument, but it was last year, and we're watching Kentucky, and and I point out their trip to Arkansas is a chance at a quad one win, and I, and I start to make the case that they should go win the game, and they did. By the way, they go down there and they win the game, and I said this is a great opportunity because it's a quad one opportunity. And Dan goes on this diatribe about 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 how the net rankings are stupid and they don't matter and blah blah blah. And I literally just stopped and I said, "So you don't care if Kentucky makes the tournament or not?" And he and he was he was a little staggered. It was a good jab for me, an unintentional one, but it was a good one. And then I remember seeing Deaner later, and he's just shaking his head. And he said, what, "What's that about?" He said, "Dude, I had those conversations with Billy, and I always felt bad afterwards." He's talking about Billy Reed, of course, and I. And I thought, oh, man, I didn't feel bad, but now I do. <laughs> now I do. But no, these, these wins matter. Your resume, this technical part of the resume, being in, the, you know, in, those, in those net rankings, whatever you have to be in the Ken Palm stuff, it matters to the selection committee now. And just having a good record in the SEC is nice, but, man, these are the opportunities against a Florida team. that Kentucky's better than this team. Let's be clear about it. They're better than this team. And they should go win the game tomorrow. And I expect that they will. I have not seen a spread yet, Zach. If you could work on that for me, I'd appreciate that. We'll get into uh, what I consider to be three Kentucky Derby preps later in the show. Only one of them actually has points attached. Zach's very excited about that. We'll talk about Dennis Evans. I I do have thoughts on Dennis Evans. And um, before we move on from this first segment, there is a really good piece if you have ESPN+. Plus. So if if you subscribe to any of the ESPN... Um, yeah, it's actually pointing out quad win is a top 30 at home, top 50 neutral site, 75 on the road. So actually they're going to have a ton of opportunities in the, in the sec that way. Um, all right. There's no spread out yet for that game. Okay. 
All right, there you go. Florida with a 62% chance at the win. I never know if you're on the air in my ear, so I apologize for that. There you go. Um, the uh, If I'm repeating things over the air, I apologize. I think you were just in my ear on that one. And so they go through the teams that are a bit of a surprise this year uh, in this article on ESPN+. Plus, and this is, I should give uh, exact names on this. This is Jeff Borzell. He talks about BYU. They've got a win over San Diego State. They beat NC State in Vegas. You know, they lost at Utah uh, in the, the Holy War there. And they are, BYU is a really interesting team. But the second team on this list is Ole Miss. And the SEC, this is an interesting wrinkle because of several things. We don't think of Ole Miss as that usual spot to worry about, <laughs> usually worry about, you know, a road game there, those guys coming to town, et cetera, whatever, Andy Kennedy, whatever, you just didn't worry about it. And they were picked 10th preseason in the SEC. They are now 13-0. and They've already beaten Memphis and NC State this year. But, man, when, when you see coaching, you just know it, right? It's the old, it's the old uh, Supreme Court. I, don't, I can't describe pornography. I know it when I see it. Coaching, man, once in a while, you don't, you don't have to know the exact play that they called coming out of a, a timeout or what the half-court design is totally – to know that it's designed and that it's designed well, right? Beautiful goal for Finland right there. <laughs> Zach's doing well. <laughs> Who got TSN on here? I just, yeah, it, oh, they were watching the U.S.-Canada yeah, yeah. game yesterday. Yeah. I, all I think is Patrick's or Finland! <laughs> <laughs> but he talks about Ole Miss. And this is the wrinkle in the schedule. This is the wrinkle in the, in the SEC is when you have a coach of the acumen and the quality of a Chris Beard at a place that usually doesn't have that guy. It's like having Nate Oates at Alabama. It's like having a Bruce Pearl at Auburn. They've had flashes, but they're not LSU, for example, that have had great teams. Florida, that have had national title teams. Finland scores again. How about that? The Finns are out here working fools. <laughs> Bronze medal, back to the darkness. Eat it, Prague. How about that? Yeah, I mentioned a world capital. What of it? So I'm interested to see what they do. But on our uh, podcast on Tuesday, I said that the SEC team that I thought would get it going in the next couple of weeks is Alabama because their schedule works out in a way where they really don't play anybody and they've played just an absolutely brutal start to their to their, uh, their non-conference schedule. Excuse me. Easy for me to say. And those games coming in included... Uh, Indiana State, who's now uh, ten and two, eleven and two, something like that. Their only losses are at Alabama and at Michigan State. They already beat. Uh, they lost to Ohio State, lost to Clemson. We know what Clemson is, but they have beaten Oregon, and their losses are three teams in a row after that. <laughs> Purdue, Creighton, Arizona. Uh, a little bit of no shame in losing any of those games. Beat up on Eastern Kentucky and Liberty. They get Vandy, South Carolina, Mississippi State, and Missouri to open their conference season before they play Tennessee and Auburn. And I think Alabama's that team to watch as well of those teams in the SEC. How good can Chris Beard make Ole Miss the whole season? Or do they do the thing that Brown, Brad Brownell has done at Clemson the last couple of years in the ACC, for example? Not necessarily every year, but many years, where they start something like you know 10-2 and two or 13-1, and one, that kind of thing. And then you get to play big boy basketball in, in your conference and it doesn't work out. Does Alabama turn into that team? My sense is no. I, I think they're better than that. And I think Nate Oates is a better coach than that. But man, that Ole Miss experiment, 
So far, so good. <laughs> got that stadium. Got. Do you do you lock up Chris Beard on a thirteen and zero start? I mean, you know what you got with him at least, right? As far as as coaching acumen and how good he is, you know what you got. But is it? Is there just too much there? I don't know. Eventually, someone's going to come grab him. But he's that dude's in purgatory, man. <laughs> Oxford, Mississippi for basketball is absolute purgatory. We'll take a break here. Come back. We'll talk Dennis Evans. I have thoughts. I'm, I'm interested. Text line. Give me your best Dennis Evans theory if you want. 437-9680. Here on the UPS Jobs text line. It is a Baranos Friday, by the way. I uh, want to thank George and the team downtown uh, Baranos, uh, previously by the bridge. How about that? <laughs> bringing, uh, bringing pizza by the ESP at Louisville Studios. 46 years of a louisville style pizza yeah it's that good you can dine out carry in bare nose pizza on the other end dennis evans what to make of it we talk about it next here espn 680 105.7 taking care of your family isn't always easy so we make sure getting care when you need it is with baptist health urgent and virtual care we bring you more options and greater convenience too with video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Listening to Rebeau and Co. here on ESPN 680 1057. Now, here's Louis Rebeau. All right, welcome back in. We'll have some coverage of both games tomorrow. Obviously, we're your flagship across the hall, 93 9, for all things Louisville basketball, hosting Pittsburgh at noon tomorrow. The Alex White Network coverage starts at 10 30 after the broadcast. Taylor Lynch, his shirtless ass, will be uh, taking you down the line there uh, on the Coors Light Post Game Show. And of course, uh, the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Post Game Show will be around the same time. 2 two thirty something like that. You just heard the ad, Gandolfo and Entz. Reminder, get in on the elk draw. Uh, the 2024 elk draw is up on the website there at Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. They encourage you to go check that out and do not shoot a gun near Dan's house in Colorado. All right. Dennis Evans. So you did Louisville Sports Live this week. What night of the week was Was that Wednesday? It was Tuesday. Tuesday night. Okay. We never have a consistent night. It just depends on when the games are. In totally night. get it. What what was the talk about the injuries on that show on Tuesday? I apologize to Ethan Moore and the guys. I, honestly, just one of those weeks I didn't get to listen. It just yeah. worked out that way. Go ahead. No, we didn't talk a ton about the injuries because okay. it was the the next day was the uh, the last game, the Virginia game. Right. So that happened on Wednesday. So one much to talk about as, in, as far as injuries are concerned. I'm skeptical of you know the injuries. Yes. Okay, you know, because. Why would I believe anything that comes out of Kenny Payne's mouth after yeah. the whole Karan Davis thing? That's why I asked. Jay Davis about it yesterday because you know I talk about this a lot but you know when you're in this echo chamber that we live in red and blue and and sports talk radio and hearing everything that people say at press conferences and all that kind of stuff it's different than what the perception is outside of the market right that's why I wanted to ask Jay and I asked him straight up why would I believe Kenny Payne about injuries and Jay said you shouldn't <laughs> that was essentially what we said and I don't I don't believe anything at this point that is being reported from 
Louisville basketball as far as injuries, as far as personnel, etc. And it's going to take either a change in leadership or um, a lot of examples of them not lying for me to believe them again. I just I, I don't do that at this point. Those check jerseys are fire, by the way. Um, they didn't call that penalty, did they? What? What's the call here? I don't know if there is one. His stick broke. Is there no, a call? He, he's in the penalty box. Oh, I bet that. Huh. All right. Well, I played hockey for a long time, and that's a... Uh... Hey, Louie, isn't everyone's ass shirtless? That's a good point. I hope so. Uh, do, too. There's probably a market for shirts for people's butts. There probably is. Um, Just like there is for dogs, you know. The it's, quote, it's, <laughs> and not so surprising, uh, with our guy Eric Crawford at uh, WDRB, uh, freshman center quote, freshman center uh, Dennis Evans will not be medically cleared to compete at the University of Louisville moving forward. We are disappointed by the news and will not be releasing any additional information out of respect for Dennis's privacy. And, I, you know, you see the different reactions on Twitter. It is what it is. Another goal for the Finns. They are running it up. I. OK, so obviously he only played in seven games. He started five of them. He averaged a point and a half. A rebound a game, five block shots, whatever. But this adds to the list of guys who just aren't competing. Trenton Flowers started the whole thing, of course, this summer. Guy went to USA Basketball Camp, comes back. There's a good text on the text line. I will get to it in a second. Trenton Flowers goes to USA Basketball Camp, comes back to Louisville and goes, holy crap, this is not where I need to be. That's what happened. I mean, let's let's call spade a spade. Dennis Evans, I think, got to the midpoint of the season, was away from the team, and said, "You know what? I'm I'm good." <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. Zach, question for you, and we have not talked about this at all. Do you expect Dennis Evans to play for the University of Louisville next year? No. Do you expect Dennis Evans to play for someone next year? Yes, I do. Do you expect him to be medically cleared by that school? Yeah, I do. Okay, I, do. I think he's going to play somewhere else. Absolutely. I do too. And that's going to more egg on the KP's face. Two when, five stars. Neither of them are on the team anymore. How soon does he get in the transfer portal? Uh, or, but, or is he polite and wait till the end of the season? I'm going to say he's polite and wait till the end of the season. Right. I think you're right. I wouldn't be, but I think he will. Am I just so... Because this is where, this is where, I mean, <laughs> this is where I need. So you and I, unfortunately, I think about this type of topic, think similarly. And I wish there were someone here that thought differently than us. And I'm not picking on your take or anything like that at all. What I'm saying is I think you and I are both glass half empty on this, right? And, and that's not about everything, but about this for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I would really, if there's someone out there, 437-9680, that's like, yeah, no, no, Dennis Evans is hurt. We played the clip from last year, and not 2023, but but literally Danny Manning about Christmas break of 22-23 saying, Paul was like, hey, what were your instructions when the guys left during the season? What were they supposed to do when they were away from the team? And his reaction was something like, oh, they know. They've been around us enough. They know what they're supposed to do. Why then do four guys come back from a 12-day break before which they were not injured, and all of a sudden they are. Trey White, reigning Pac-12 freshman of the year, can't get back on the court. 
Dennis Evans, five-star, as you point out, not on the court. Trenton Flowers gone. I just... I mean, his last time playing was against Bellerman, which makes sense. It was pretty recently, actually. I, I just... I, 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 I just... If there's someone else, 437-9680. Texture, um, Dennis has a heart condition, will never play again. If that's true, then I feel for the kid. We got, yeah, I just got a call from a guy saying that it's a serious medical. It's a serious thing? He, he okay. believes that. So. Okay. Um, if that's the case, then, yeah. yeah, obviously all this goes out the window. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, I'll be interested. I'll be interested. Because, I again, at this point, could that be true? It absolutely could be. But I, I'm, I don't know. I'm skeptical. That's but that's all. the problem with why messaging is so important is yes. because when they mishandle the Karan Davis stuff, it opens yep. the door up for us or for people to have these kind of conversations. And whether it might com- be completely unfair to Dennis Evans, it probably is. But that's why we're skeptical is because this is a KP issue. How much are they going to say? Let's lay out this scenario for for the rest of the season, okay? Mm-hmm. Trenton Flowers, obviously five star committed, decided to go to Australia. Okay. Yeah. On the Louisville coaching side, they could probably try to frame that in a way that it was the kids' fault, not theirs. Okay. Let's do that. Let's just follow that logic for a second. Let's say that Dennis Evans, they're able to float that narrative of serious condition of some sort, and he's unable to play. And at the end of the year, does he say, look, I got the five stars on campus. Those two just happened not to work out. One of them because the kid's a head case and one of them's a medical issue. Nothing that I had anything to do with, Kenny Payne says. I need a third year. Look at these guys that are coming in. Who's coming in? <laughs> what if what if Carter Knox commits? Let's, let, let's play this whole thing out. What yeah. if Carter, Carter Knox commits? Then hell will have officially frozen over. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I remember over the summer, I asked Ben Roberts, is there a chance that Carter Knox commits to Louisville? And and Ben Roberts, who gave DJ Wagner a 0% chance of coming to Louisville, said he would not be surprised if Carter Knox went to Louisville. Okay. Because the bond with KP from Kevin Knox Jr., sure. obviously played UK, and him is very, very strong. And I, And I think... I think part of Josh Hurd does not want this to just fail in two years because while there is a faction saying he was forced into this hire, this was who he was told to hire. I think he wants to establish something of being his own person and keeping KP would be the own person. (laughs) That would be the flex, Zach. That would be it. It would be so different. It would be so out there. It would be Cragthorpe's third year. It would. We've seen it before in this town. And I I wonder if that's where we're headed with this. I no. I think there's I think Josh Hurd's too smart to uh fall for this. I really okay. do. Okay. Okay. The only way KP keeps his job next year is if they go on a miraculous run. That's not happening. I, I'm just I'm not going to be convinced that KP's the coach next year. Okay. All right. I'm just laying all this out because I'm interested in what the reclamation looks like if we're being told that it's a reclamation project because literally you could do three things. You could you could land a couple of recruits like Carter Knox, etc. You get into the transfer portal, grab a couple guys. And the third thing is you make those ch- those coaching changes 
that were laughed off at the end of last season. If you do those three things, the team looks different, and I and it feels different. I'm just saying, I don't. I I want to be clear. I agree with you on this, Zach. Mm-hmm. But I'm literally trying to take the other the other tact on this because, again, you and I on this issue are in, in an echo chamber. Yeah, and that's not good sports talk radio. And so, <laughs> and so no, but I'm trying to again, like. Like, after the Virginia game, I really wanted to try to understand. Like, by the way, do you know how hard it is to get blown out by Tony Bennett by, like, 24 points? And you mean, know how hard it is for Virginia to score 77? <laughs> I mean, like, that kind of stuff. Like, the on-the-court stuff is already ugly enough. But what does the scenario – because I already hear people – I mean, Ethan Moore's doing coaching shows, coaching search shows on, on the post games. Uh, okay. That's what we did on LSL. Right. Okay. I'm not there yet, man. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm naive. I, I don't know, but I'm not there yet. And maybe it is just that bad. Maybe it's just so bad that there's no no one would take the interim tag. No one would do the other stuff. They don't want to spend the money. They already know that it's you know it, it's not going the way that they think it's going to. I mean, I appreciate the caller. I appreciate the text coming in. I just I really do. <laughs> Damn it, there's a good one at the top. I just I, I'm really doing that. Uh, Texture, curious when this show will actually do any positive U of L coverage when that time comes, or when is it uh, when it's going good? Uh, it will look negative. Uh, look for negative views to squash anything similar to Strebel show. I, did I spend the whole season praising Jeff Brown or not? I mean, like, I think I, you did. okay, right. did we not like the first week or so talk about how good of a season? Did I they even had? ahead of the bowl game? Did I not talk about how he's already crushing it in the transfer portal? So the, the momentum for next season's like I, that, that's the juxtaposition here. By the way, people, you have a football coach who's filling a stadium and doing an obviously good job in maximizing his talent, and you have a guy coaching the basketball team with an empty stadium who is not maximizing his talent. Period. Conversation over. That's what we're doing right now. That's what we're doing. By the way, I've also brought up the fact that you've got guys like Elbiero running the swim program here. You've got guys like Walls running the women's basketball program. By the way, 1,000 wins for their program. Congratulations. They beat the bleep out of Duke last night. The volleyball program is very good. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing, Doing guys. fine. Uh, ba- baseball, by the way, doing fine. Very good. Field hockey, doing fine. It ain't, a, it ain't an issue here. It ain't a Louisville issue. That's the point here. That's why I'm negative about it. Because it ain't an issue anywhere else on campus. That's why I'm negative about it. Because this is the outlier. This is the bum. This is it. Not me with my nine-year-old, Kenny Payne. It's bum stuff. Am I going to be negative about it? No, I'm not. I was negative about UK basketball last year. I was right. I'm positive about it this year. I hope I'm right again. Mm -hmm. I am. I'm serious. I hope I'm right. What do you mean we're doing negative stuff? We're telling it like it is. It is. No, it's it's negative. It's negative. It's negative. It's absolutely negative. I'm I'm, I'm saying that I don't believe anybody down there. That's negative. I get it. It's absolutely negative. But you have on this campus, you have have contrasting examples. They're right there in front of you. Uh, Texter, KP needed to hit the portal from day one. He basically told us that uh, recently by saying we're two or three experienced portal players away from getting over the hump. I do think in some of these cases especially – that he's very honest because I think when he talks about the players not being the ones that he wants, I think he's really telling the truth. <laughs> I think he wants he wants players that are better than the ones he has. And by the way, so do Louisville fans. Pretty simple. A texture: If Knox commits to Louisville and KP keeps his job, this basketball program is going to be the IU, the present. Not going to matter. Uh, it's not going to matter anymore in the force, uh, for this foreseeable future. The the how quickly programs slide into 
disrepair is pretty remarkable, and there are plenty of examples out there for sure. Uh, Texture will KP hire Carter Knox's grandmother. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Texter, it's been said that there is a UK support on the UofL Board of Trustees. Uh, one of those mentioned is David Grissom. This is uh, this alleged UK support could be interesting, uh, interested in keeping Kenny Payne. Perhaps UK supporters would support someone like Dana Slis, head basketball coach. In at least an interim uh, capacity, this could bring fans back to the arena. Commerce inside and outside of the arena uh, would benefit from this approach. I mean, a guy like Dan would do a good job, and he would do a great job for like five months. Um, but I, I guarantee you he's not to, he's not up for it. He's not going to get it. He wouldn't take it. Um, but he would do a good job. You're not wrong. And the guys, I think, would respect him, and they would they would play hard for him. Uh, but that, that that's one of those. It's like when I see the, the Scotty D text, it's just not going to happen. Can we hire Ke- his grandmother to be the head basketball coach? The, the grandmother text is a good one. That's a good. That's good. Yeah. Have, have we got the daily? Uh, and this is, by the way, this is how I think a lot of UofL fans feel, even if he got from the text line, 437-968. Keep him coming. Even if we got Knox, I, I'm not sure that they could coach him. I, th- th- look, if that's the concern, then yes, you, the, no question you need to make a change. The only counterexample right now is that Huntley Hatfield looks like a basketball player. That's the counterexample right now. You have one. But I'm not sure what's going on otherwise. And he's not possession in, possession out great. Texture preach, brother. I don't want to preach. <laughs> but that's the kind of the point is that it's so obviously set up for success across the street because they're doing it in every sport except for the one that has the giant stadium downtown. That's why it's frustrating. That's why it's frustrating. I I, I would I if do people really think I want to do firing people or doubting medical medical reports, do you think that's how I want to spend my days doubting medical reports? planet is this uh, i hope by the way i guess i have to say this out loud i hope dennis evans is okay i mean it i hope he's okay seems by every every bit of information i've ever gotten about the kid to be a nice guy every single one never heard a bad thing about the kid so i hope he's fine that's I first hope, priority of course question. i hope he's fine I, I don't that should go without saying it should Good to horses at 11. Uh, we're going to talk college football in the next in the next segment. Someone say Knox is not a transcendent freshman. I, you know, the interesting thing about, about Carter Knox is, so when I was a teacher, Zach, if I had the sibling of another student who was a trouble student, I would do the unfair thing, and the checks just scored to make it 5-3. I would do the unfair thing of putting that student in the front row of the seating chart. Okay. Now, it can also work in your favor. Did we all just assume Bronny James was going to be awesome? Yeah. It's a good pedigree, right? You got you got Bron for a dad? His mom is a hell of an athlete. She's awesome, right? I think we all just kind of assume Bronny James would at least be good, right? Not his dad's level. Let's be, I mean, come on, right? But I think in this case, Carter Knox is getting a bump because of Kevin, if that's fair. And when Cam Drummond was on with, with James yesterday, he talked about, in his even at his position group, Carter Knox is the, is the number two guy. And that UK is going to be pushing for another guy. Okay. Now it's, it's Cal, he'll probably take both. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but that, yeah, I, I, I agree that he's not necessarily a, tran, a transcendent kind of player, but it's still a kind of guy you want to get. Uh, Texture being uh, honest about KP is not being negative about UofL. UofL accepting KP's ability to not coach his kids is a negative impact on the rest of the university, which is doing well everywhere else. 
Thank you for placing. Thank you, texter, for saying it that way. I appreciate you very much. I, I hope that's him, what I. He said one text while we've been trying to say for 15 minutes. <laughs> it's funny uh, how that works. I, I get it, man. It's a. Uh, it's it's a good job by the texture. Reminders tomorrow, tons of basketball and football on our air. Uh, Louisville and Pitt will get that pregame coverage going at 10.30. Bellarmine's playing Lipscomb tomorrow, 3.45 pregame, 4 o'clock tip here on your home for Bellarmine basketball, 680-1057. Ravens-Steelers at 4 uh, with your friends at Liquor Barn uh, over on 93.9 and then Colts-Texans tomorrow night. That's, an, uh, that's a win and in, Zach. You and I are going to talk some uh, – NFL scenarios and different things. You're I damn wanna... right we are. Yeah, Go we Colts, are. baby. Okay. All right. You're a Colts fan, I am, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a funny story about Colts fandom. It was my dad's birthday yesterday. And my dad, I want to talk about Colts fandom because of my uh, my Detroit dad. All right. Uh, on the other end, uh, we'll get into the CFP. Uh, and Zach's got a new quarterback. We talk about it next. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Bowen Co. here on ESPN 680 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, your daily dose of half empty glasses. Louis Rabot, Zach Cantrell hanging out with you. Rabot and Co. here, ESPN 680 1057. Uh, we thought about just playing that uh, guitar solo for the next 15 minutes, but instead we're going to do sports talk. I would have been fine with that. I used to do that at the rocks. <laughs> I used to work at a rock station whoa, in college. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, all right, let's pause the show. Hang on. Okay, so for everyone listening, uh, I'm Louis Rabot, Zach Cantrell hanging out. This is Rabot. Go. We're here 10 to noon every every weekday. Thanks for hanging out, even people that don't love me. Uh, I hey. especially love those people. Uh, I, I did see a tweet one time. A guy said, uh, I don't agree with Louie, but I like his show. <laughs> it's like, okay, good. I like those people. That works. Um, yeah, it's fine. I don't care why you listen. Uh, the um, <laughs> the you're, you're a Columbus, Ohio area native. That's correct. Uh, and uh, you went to Bowling Green. I did. Lots of kids in Ohio end up at a Mac school and because uh, right. there's so many damn Mac schools. Uh, so it's Akron, Kent State, Ohio, Bowling Green, Miami, and Toledo. That's right. The six? Yes. Did I nail all six right I away? I did. Boy, oh boy. At C, C, and I make this joke a lot, but I'm going to make it again. I don't know my wife's favorite color. I know the six Mac schools in Ohio. You know all the Michigan Mac schools? Northern... Excuse me, Northern's not it. Central, Eastern, and Western. There you go. And then in Illinois, Northern Illinois, and then in Indiana, it's Ball State. Right. And then in, oof, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is Buffalo still in the MAC? I believe they are. Okay. I know Marshall left. They did. Um, what else we got here? Did we get all of them? I think that's everybody. I think we got everybody. Because <laughs> there's nobody in Wisconsin, right? No. I'm thinking the Horizon League, I think. No. All that kind of stuff. So. I think we got every Mac school. <laughs> what about the P. Diddy stuff? Dude, I hope that's about the Chappelle, about the Chappelle stand-up. Last night I did, I, so I, I always do this, I do the horse racing pod on Thursday nights, horse racing happy hour. 
and I talk through my Eclipse ballot. Um, lucky I get to vote for the Eclipse Awards, the year-end awards in horse racing. So I walked through my ballot for about 20 minutes last night, and then I uh, talked about the races that we're going to talk about on this show in about 20 minutes. And uh, I decided to just decompress by watching the new Chappelle special. There you go. And that was fun. It was good. Uh, someone told me I was going to like fall over laughing. It was. It wasn't. <laughs> people love it. People love your your music selections, man. That's good. good. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how you know it's not Dan in here anymore, right? Uh, man, would Dan like Freebird? I actually don't know the answer to that. Uh, Tax your ESPN Louisville's blasting Kenny like Cat Williams blasted people on that Shay Shay interview. I do like that. It's called Shay Shay podcast. Shay Shay, little Shay Shay. <laughs> Uh, Texter, how's uh, Zach feeling about Ohio State getting Bama center? Oh, I didn't know about that. How about that? That hasn't happened officially, but it's likely. The the one that couldn't snap the ball? The yeah, they're going to move him to guard. Got it. He's only given up one sack in three years. No, no. I know the guy's awesome. Yeah. It's just he had one of those games. I know. Um, Can we not play him? Just don't play him against Michigan next yeah, right. year. <laughs> well, at guard at least. Yeah, um, put him at guard. Yeah, That's right. fine. <laughs> um, uh, texter, do 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 do. Um, that is about Patino. To do what about the P Diddy stuff? If that's about, do you know this story from Chappelle? So he's at the Hollywood Bowl and the guy jumps on on stage and attacks him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah a video about yeah, three, four months that. ago, whatever. Oh yeah, more than that now. Um, and every famous person in L.A. is at that show, and so the people who tackle him. His own personal security, apparently like three or four of the guys just fall over. <laughs> and it's P. Diddy who's at the door and stops the guy and starts the it starts the beating. What a great, what a great text for someone to send it to me. I appreciate you very much. That part I did crack up at, not gonna lie. Uh that part I, I laughed really hard. Uh but he talks about touring with Chris Rock. Uh and those stories are very funny as well. Um, especially in the the wake of the Will Smith slap. I feel like that story went away really quickly. It did. And it should have been, I mean, like a public assault like that. It should have lasted a little bit longer than it did. Now, the memes were great. Who? All right, check guy just took a fin, finish guy's head off. Um, we calling this, or what are we doing here, refs? Two minutes? Hit to the head, or is that two and ten? Man, oh, man. They're playing in Gothenburg. Do you know where Gothenburg is? I have not a clue. It's in Sweden. How about that? There's a soccer nerd listening right now going, I know where Gothenburg is. Of course they do. <laughs> Club Shay Shay with Cat was amazing. It was. It was yes, amazing. It was. it was super amazing. <laughs> oh, man, oh man. All right. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Will Howard. Uh, obviously, the uh, was he the ba- Big Twelve quarterback of the year? Uh, or just no Quinn Ewers was. Yeah, That's right. So, um, but uh, obviously, you know, twelve and five is Kansas State starter, right? Cat had a wild life. Oh, you're telling me, man. There, there, <laughs> no there kidding. Are, there's a there's a there's a Cat Williams bit that I have saved on my phone, and it's about who to call when you end up in prison. If people haven't seen that, it is so worth looking up. It is so funny. It is just so funny. And if you have friends from different backgrounds, it is just a terrific joke. Anyways, they go through the portal, and here's what's interesting to me, Zach, about Ohio State, because mm-hmm. we're talking about a team that's. Look, in in their own world, underachieved this year being the sixth seed in the tournament. Okay, next year they'll be squarely in the tournament if they're the sixth seed, right? right. This year, however, because it's a fourteen tournament and you lose to your, you know, you lose to your um, your rival in the way that they did third straight year. 
text her. Oh, man. Oh, that's all oh, the Cat Williams about. Got it. Mm, 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 got it. Mm, yep, yep, yep. Mm. <laughs> Louis watching a, a sporting event while t- on air is very Bobby V-ish. Oh, you're not wrong. But I love hockey. That's the difference here. Um, text her. I know where Gothenburg is uh, because I watch Border Control Sweden on HBO. There's a Border Control Sweden? This shows about everything, man. You know what crushed me this morning? So we've been trying to pitch the, the, the podcast as a TV show for a while because we do it as a video show. We have a really nice, loyal base of about a thousand people that watch it every week on top of the downloads. And, you know, we've been trying to find a place. Then Brandon Lang just comes in this morning, swoops in. Oh, yeah, I'll be on Pluto. It's like, what? <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice to just be the tall, lanky dude in Vegas and get a show on Pluto. Seriously. Man. Anyways. Um, Texture. Who was the uh, seven foot guy that Rick had? Who was uh, who had the uh, the enlarged heart? And he stayed on on the staff. Oh, who was that man? Oh man, I can't remember now. I'm sure the text line will come through on that. But um, now he had a, he had another guy that had an issue um, that I remember as well. But anyways, let's get into this. They finished six in the country, and their quarterback transfers to Syracuse. Syracuse. Right. So if we're talking about you know, like we're going to talk about horse racing in the next segment. And if we talk about <laughs> and we talk about which races are good predictors for future success, going to Syracuse is not a predictor for being a good NFL quarterback unless your name is Donovan McNabb, right? That's right. Underrated quarterback. By or the Tommy DeVito. Oh, good. That's right. Tommy D. That's right. Um, I said good. Anyways, yeah, the, um, <laughs> not not um, Clarence Holloway is coming. Clarence Holloway. That's what it was. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Is is getting the Kansas State guy up to Ohio State better than running it back? Yes. I no think question. it is, too. No question. I agree with because you. Because Will Howard is a run threat, and Ohio State needs a quarterback that can run. When they've no had question. their most success, it's been with Justin Fields, who's mobile. Stroud didn't run a lot, but he could if he needed to. Will Howard's a physical runner. They'll improve their red zone offense. He's a good thrower of the football. Kansas State doesn't have anywhere near the weapons that Ohio State does. I agree with that part. And so I, I think it's an upgrade. No question. It's better than running it back. Like If you're Kyle McCord, if you're the starting quarterback at Ohio State, and for whatever reason you decide to leave, you should be going to another big boy school, not Syracuse. That tells you all you need to know about Kyle McCord. I I agree with that part. Yep. What what do you make of the team for next year then? So obviously they're getting a couple of guys in. They're going to get an Alabama center in to play guard. They're going to have Will Howard for next year. 12-team playoff does change the equation for a team like Ohio State, Zach. Yeah. In that, I'm not saying it guarantees they're in, but boy, the margin for error is considerably larger than it has been the last couple of years. Yeah. Ryan Day's going to be back next year. What what are your expectations as an Ohio State guy for that team next year? And we're talking about a team just on the outside looking in this year. Well, the good news is they're going to bring back virtually everybody on defense, and Jim Knowles' unit took a big step up next uh, from last season to this season uh Emeka Buka, Travion Henderson, some of their top weapons are rumored to be coming back. And if that's the case, it's a veteran team. They get Michigan at home. They do have to go to Oregon. They have to go to Penn State. They don't get USC. Schedule's doable. And Ohio State is in a position where they can go 10-2 and and make the playoff. No questions asked in a 12-team system. That's probably what my expectation would be. But if Will Howard turns out to be what I think he can be, then Ohio State, obviously, they can play with anybody. But that it was McCord that held him back last year. Mm-hmm. So... If they that defense continues to improve, which I expect, and they can run the ball a little better, get some better play on the offensive line, I mean, Michigan's the standard in the Big Ten. They are the, just, right now. Just they is. Are. But they get them at home. So 
If and Brian Day doesn't win next year, he's done. I don't care what ha- what else happens. He could beat everybody else on the schedule. He doesn't beat Michigan next year, and it's four in a row. Goodbye. See you. I, I would have thrown. I would have uh, shown him the door already. Personally, okay. This, after losing three straight, he should have been done. Good thrower of the football. Is that like saying you want your quarterback to be quarterbacky? <laughs> he opened with he's a good runner of the football. He I is actually a good agree, runner. I agree with you. I, when I think about when I think about the best recent Ohio State quarterbacks, they have the ability to do both for sure. Right? Yes. Right, no question. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, that's right. Oklahoma State's quarterback next season. Alan Bowman. Played for Kingsbury at Texas Tech. Yes, he did. <laughs> He's been a college that long. Uh, you know I think that's so one, bad for the you sport. You know who the number one quarterback so recruit was the year that he came out? Ooh, boy. Um, Kyler Murray. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm not too far off. Man, oh, man. <sighs> All right. Well, let's... um. Let's do one quick hit on the CFP here uh, before we get to a break. Later in the show, by the way, we're going to talk about Snoop Dogg joining NBC's Olympic coverage. Oh, yeah. So get those texts ready. 437-9680 on who uh, in the celebrity ranks you would like to cover sports that you enjoy. Um, Go ahead and get those together. 437-9680. With all of the things that you just said said. (laughs) You know, J.J. McCarthy, we got uh, Michael Penix Jr. I think we... Generally, everybody would lean toward Penix in that matchup, yes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. This, uh, that's a mismatch. That's the one big mismatch on the field is Michael Penix. Corum's a little McCarthy. better than any running back at Washington, but not yes. like Penix is better than J.J. McCarthy. No, that's right. correct. Yeah. Does that change how you look at the game, or do you have – does that affect you in a serious way on how you look at the game? So I, I think the whole thing is can Washington keep this game close to the fourth quarter? Because if they can, they're 7-0 and in one-score games this year. And in the fourth quarter, who do you want? Do you want J.J. McCarthy? Do you want Michael Penix? I think Michigan can win the game without J.J. McCarthy being great. I agree with that. I don't think Washington can win the game oh, without Michael no. Penix being great. Yeah. Well, Michael Penix has to be the best player in the game for Washington to win. <laughs> Travion Henderson's been in college longer than Michael Penix. That's so true. Michael Peck's been in college since 2019, mm. I think. 2018. He's been there for a while. Our guy Kevin texts in and points out that Cooper lost four in a row and kept his job. It, I know. Different era, though. He went 2-10-1 and one against Michigan. That will never happen again. Oof, that's brutal. Yeah. Um, Believe me, I know. <laughs> I, I'm th- I told mom, like, thank God I was born 1993 instead of 1983 because I would have hated John Cooper with a burning <laughs> passion. He's up there, man. Um Let's uh, let's go ahead. We'll take a break. We'll do horses on the other side. Uh, we're going to New York, L.A., and Florence, Kentucky. <laughs> we talk all about uh, we talk about all of it next here. ESPN six eighty one zero five seven.